Welcome to Naughty 3 Watch, where we're watching what's going on during Naughty 3. This week on Wild America, ah, Jonathan Taylor Thomas stars in Devin Sawa's dream about bears. What? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, everyone, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast brought to you by Affable Idiots. I'm your host, Chad Michael, Silly Putty Innes, and we've got over here, speaking of Silly Putty, Adam Gumby, which is kind of like a clay Como, thing. Yeah, Gumby. Como te llamas? Me llamas Rosco. <laughs> Hola, me llamas Rosco. Feliz cumpleaños. Uh, welcome, everyone. We're about to have a grand old time here talking. It's good to be back. Good to be back prepping for what do we call this time of year, Adam? Not E3 is what all is that, the websites is that what it are is? calling it. It's yeah, so weird E3. because no one's going to call it Summer Games Fest because no. that's just a terrible name. Not even Jeff. He'll forget halfway through. Exactly. And and we for decades have been calling it E3. Like E3 represents the summer announcement period. And now that that is forever dead and gone, rest in peace. Uh, until next year when they decide they're going to do something no one wants. Uh, we we'll was call this summer video game happy time for announcements and friend play. A friend play. Friend That's play. an interesting one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Summer video game, happy time for announcements and friend play, brought to you by <laughs> viewers like you. <laughs> all right, PBS. So we're gonna we're gonna talk all about uh, Sony getting things started this month uh, with a state of play. We've got all sorts of fun things coming up. Talking about Pokemon, uh, some Star Wars news, some peeks behind the curtain at what's coming next week. All of that's coming up. By the way, you can catch this show right now, live, straight into your ears and eyes on twitch.tv slash idiots on Sunday evenings around 8.30 Eastern Time. We're about 10 minutes early this week. Or, of course, you can catch us on demand on YouTube and podcast services, 9 a.m. Eastern Time as well. So we're talking Pokemon. We're talking Star Wars. We're talking Summer Game Fest for happy times and friend play. But... We're going to start today by breaking down Sony's state of play that happened this past Thursday. Ooh. Ooh. Wait. Did I miss something? June 22. Okay, I was like, I, Sony state of play June 22. I read that as June 22nd. Like, there's another June, one coming June 22nd. Apostrophe 22. Got it. To abbreviate it. 2022. Dosi do. Dosi. That's how you say it in Spanish. Dosi do. Yeah. Dosi do. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this comes from Adam Bankers at IGN, who's going to give us a bunch of this information. We won't necessarily go in-depth with every single announcement, but we're going to call out some what was actually like a really packed half hour that flew by, at least in my perspective. Um, there were quite a few big names there. The, the, I think what most people are talking about afterwards is Final Fantasy 16, which is what they ended the show with. And they have a new trailer... A couple minutes long with a ton of looks at summons, which tend, which look like they are going to be huge in the story. The summons have always been like a part of Final Fantasy. Sometimes they're just like cool friends you can call upon during a battle. But they seem to be like essential to the plot and everything around the story, which seems really, really cool. Your favorite friends are there. Shiva, Ifrit, Rama, uh, Bahamut, all your friends. They're all there. And they're all having a good time with friend play in Final Fantasy 16. Uh, the protagonist, Clive Rosefield, uh, was also featured in this dominance trailer. 
and showed how he and his team will take on many enemies and undoubtedly get uh, get in your way in the game's story. It's going to be released. We finally got a release date. Summer 2023 on PS5. No PS4. There were several times in that thing where they showed PS5 and PS4. This was one of those where they just showed PS5. And I said, ah. Loved it. Did they say PC on this one? I don't remember. Ooh, I do not remember, sir. I do not remember. I don't remember either. Now, Adam, I know that you are not a JRPG nor Final Fantasy dude per se, usually. Did mm-hmm. this does this new trailer float your boat? Is your boat up in the sky in Noah's Ark land? Floating? That's where Noah put the boat right well, up in the sky. Didn't well, he? he put it on the ground, and then God <laughs> said, "We're going to bring you to the sky with water." <laughs> oh, that is the Russell Crowe version. Uh-huh. Um, me, no, this doesn't do anything for me. It is, it's the thing where <laughs> you could almost make like an AI generated version of a Final Fantasy trailer, where it's like. Dudes cling swords real close together. Big monsters shoot electricity. And then a big monster punches the ground. And then soldiers run at each other. And then a guy in a throne room talks for a long time. Um, classic Final Fantasy trailer. Yeah. Uh, so, again, not for me. I, just, I don't like this traditional, old-school JRPG-style game. But it does look very pretty. Um, and everyone's very excited and good for them. Uh, because yeah, it does look great. I'm very happy it's only next gen. Because what's a PS4? What's an Xbox One? I don't know what those things are. Get no, those out of here. They're dead. Rest in peace. We'll learn about them in the history books. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that type of trailer, while yes, you just described every Final Fantasy trailer ever, completely works on me. Completely yeah. works on me. Yeah, I saw those summons and I was like, give me more. The combat did look. I know there was some a few weeks ago some kind of story where we were confused about whether this was going to be a one-character game where you control a single character throughout the game. But no, it does look like you do have a party that they're switching in, although it seems very seamless the way that you kind of switch, almost kind of like mm-hmm. uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake style. So. so it looks like Seven Remake where it's like action-ish. It's not necessarily like Devil May Cry, right. but sort of where you like control people and tell them what to do kind of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Very interested to learn more. We will, of course, see more coming up soon uh, this year. And then again, again, the game is out a year from now, summer 2023. Big year, 2023. Got 2023, all yeah. Speaking of 2023, the show opened with what everyone knew was in development, but we are all excited to see. Resident Evil 4 Remake is officially on the way, and it will be released March 24th, 2023, presumably the last week before Capcom's financial year ends so that they can say, yeah. look at what we just released this year. Uh, what's really interesting about this is that they are looking to reimagine, quote, the storyline of the game while keeping the essence of its direction, modernizing the graphics, and updating the controls to a modern standard. What also was kind of shocking there at the end is that PSVR 2 owners, whenever that comes out, will also be able to look forward to some type of VR content in it. Although that's all they said, just like VR content in development, um, which was really exciting to see. Now, we played this... I don't know if you played along with us. This is before you were part of the show. We played Resident Evil 4 for a barf game last year. And mm-hmm. basically the consensus was like, this game is is dated as fuck in terms of controls and is not fun to play. But it, it's cool and the content is cool. And it seems like they are completely, they are doing the Resident Evil 2 remake version of things where they are completely throwing everything about how the first one controls out the window. They are not necessarily being faithful and making a one-to-one remake. They are just reimagining this for a modern audience and a modern 
console generation, which I am a haul about. What's your uh, what's your what's your spooky? I know you're not a, a spooky games guy, but what's your? Do you have a history with Resident Evil Four? Are you into it? I played Resident Evil Four before. I didn't beat the. I played it at a friend's house on his GameCube because remember, I'll cut off my head with a chainsaw if it goes anywhere else. That's right. Um, so I did. I did play it a little bit on my friend's GameCube. I had a good time. I like Four. Uh, four is not one that I've beaten, but I do enjoy Four. Uh, and I I'm really a big fan of how they're. They've been doing all the remakes. I think they're kind of at the end of the rope of things to remake, but like two remade was really awesome. Three, I mean, people were not ass hot on that one, but apparently, you know, it's still good. So them doing the full ass remake from the ground up sounds good. Cause yeah, I don't want to play old video game. I'm sorry. I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, but if you do it brand new, I'll be happy to check it out. Um, and then I, I mean, we're going to get into it because this state of play is a lot about PSVR 2, but a lot of hints that, like, we got PSVR 2 stuff coming, guys. Can't tell you anything else. So I wonder yeah. that one. I don't think that one's this year. I think next year. But anyways, uh, no, this is the one everyone wants. After they did 2, I got, they have full confidence in me that they'll do it good. So um, people will be excited again. Yeah, I think from here they... I think what's left is to go back and remake Resident Evil 1 in that same style. Because they had remake back on GameCube, but it's still, you know, the inventory management is trash. It's still uh, like a slog to get through. So I think if they just reimagine that whole thing, that's the last, like, remake thing that they can do. Before they start dipping into things like Veronica, Code Veronica and mm -hmm. the Chronicles games and all those shit, because no one wants They're going to give us five. You're going to be like, hmm, remake a five. <laughs> to be honest, like, five is fun co-op. Like, that's five, a, it's a good five. fun Five's time. one of the ones that I've beaten. Yeah. Um, but also, that game is a, a 360 PS3 game. Yeah. So that's where you get a full-ass remake. But, I mean, I yeah. guess it's been long enough. Uh, right after that, more Resident Evil news. With the revelation that Village is coming in full to PlayStation VR 2, similar to how 7 was released on PlayStation VR, um, which is wild. And the trailer, like the, the graphics look really, really good for a VR game. And that was one of the drawbacks of, of 7 is that if you're going to play it in VR, everything is dumped down a little bit, but you kind of didn't care because you're still immersed in this world. But this looks, uh, looks like it's going to be a really uh, fucking terrifying experience. And I cannot wait to do it. And scream my ass off and scare my neighbors and shit my pants. <laughs> What's really funny about this one, I mean, no spoilers, but it's also been out for over a year. There's a lot of hand stuff in that game. So yeah. I'm going to do, they're all like, hey, your hands are in VR. It's like, man, your hands get fucked up constantly in that yeah. video game. So that'll be fun to, in VR, like, just to like have like eight missing fingers or whatever. And they're I like, remember keep playing. In, um, in Resident Evil 7, Kind of close to the beginning, like within the first half hour, there's a part where you're laying on the ground and you see, I think her name was Maria, and she she comes at you and she stabs your hand with a pair of scissors mm -hmm. or something like that. And I and I I this was at the time where I was like recording video of me playing it so I could sync them up and show what was happening on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sitting there and I look at my I watch the video back and I go. <gasps> And I'm just staring at my hand, like freaked out that my hand has just been stabbed. So I can't imagine what my body's going to think whenever I'm feeling the haptics and the controllers of my hand getting all fucked yeah. up. I can't wait. I mean, there's a great GIF. I mean, you know, you've played, you played Village, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So you, you know the spot. I think it's whenever he activates a switch or something, and then the blades come and cut both his hands off yeah. like, completely. Yeah. Like, what is that going to be in VR? <laughs> just, it's like, well, there they go. Yeah. 
are ridiculous. It, it, those hands, the things that happened to his hands got to the point where I was laughing out loud every time something happened to his hands. And then it, at the end, it makes sense. It's fun. Uh, so, yeah, that's coming sometime in the future when VR2 is released. Uh, again, they're kind of dodging any commitment of Windows or anything like that. I was wondering if we were going to see one of these games like slip up and tweet village coming mm -hmm. to vr2 march of 2023 or whatever like that so but no one has yet so far and then speaking i'm gonna i'm gonna come back to this next one here right before or right after resident evil village they showed off another vr game with zombies and i was like damn three zombie games for vr2 right in a row and then uh, it turns out it's walking dead to whatever the fuck I can't remember what it was called. Saints and Sinners. Saints and Sinners 2 for VR. And immediately, as soon as I saw that title, I was like, oh, that's going to be dog shit. That Walking Dead brand is trash now. Nobody wants anything to do with it. I did hear that VR game is pretty good. Is people it? played it's like, this is, people say it's pretty solid, but again, I also, you know, it's a good VR game, whatever that means. Right. There's always that caveat on it where like, it might be cool to like be immersed in that world, but it might not be a good game. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, coming back, Street Fighter 6. This was a <laughs> surprise to me. Like, I, it's not a surprise that it was coming out, but it's like what it is was a big surprise to me. Hmm. Coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 in 2023. Uh, also coming apparently to Series X and S and PC, um, which is a surprise because Street Fighter 5 was exclusive to PlayStation. Street Fighter 6 is being built on Capcom's Resident Evil or RE engine, which was used for 7 and Village. And the reason is because. There's like an open world part of it. There's an open world part to this Street Fighter game, which is weird to me and kind of blew my mind a little bit and, and has intrigued me about a Street Fighter game like I've never been intrigued before. It's going to allow for more improved graphics alongside a more stylish experience to be filled with explosive splashes of paint and the striking graffiti treatment. Um, I'm not personally into fighting games at all. I cannot justify the cost of them because I don't get enough enjoyment out of them and I can't seem to be good enough at them to want to play them for extended periods of time. So I will not be playing this game unless it's free to play, which would be a great model for it. Uh, but uh, but what you what did you think about Street Fighter VI? Yeah, I'm also... So I kind of like fighting games. don't like Street Fighter specifically. Like, give me NetherRealm... Mm. And I'll play Smash with friends, but I yeah. specifically do not like Street Fighter. Um, but no, it looks great. I mean, it looks gorgeous. And I'm sure it'll do great in the competitive scene. Um, I like the art style. And so, yeah. And then it not being exclusive, I thought was pretty crazy. But I guess, you know, I don't think Street Fighter V did super great being only on one console. Right. I think especially yeah. when it came to fighting game community, I don't think that they were super huge fans of that. So I guess it makes sense. Free to play. I don't expect that to happen, but that would be a cool idea. Yeah, I, I think Capcom is, they are, they haven't really done a free-to-play thing, have they? Because they've got Monster Hunter. It's got... weird, Five. I remember Five having a lot of free-to-play elements, but it was a full-price game. Yeah, because they, they were had like, like, characters the seasons, that you continually unlock, unlock. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, but no, that'd be cool. Uh, another VR thing here, The we got an extended look at Horizon Call of the Mountains gameplay, which looks like... It's going to be maybe one-on-one -on -one fights with the machines, which looks dope. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait. I, like, when you go into VR, the most impressive thing that, like, just blows my mind every time is the scale of everything. So, 
to be able to like sit there and stare up at a thunder jaw is going to make me freaking cry with joy. I can't, <laughs> I cannot wait, let alone having my bow and arrow, my trip wires and all this kind of stuff, figuring out how I'm going to destroy these things. So that looks really cool. But there's also what kind of makes me nervous is that there's a, it seems like a huge climbing element to this game, like getting to the top mm-hmm. of this mountain and climbing. And I, the game Robinson, the journey, which is actually like one of the first VR games that came out on PSVR. And it was about, you know, finding dinosaurs and shit. Um, there was some climbing in that. And one of the, th- the thing that has scared me more than anything else in VR, like I've done roller coaster shit. I've done resident. I played through all of resident evil seven in VR. The thing that has scared me most was climbing in yeah. this Robinson, the journey, you're climbing over this airplane wreckage and you're climbing on this wreckage and then it says all right your next one is down below you like 30 feet and you gotta fall you gotta let go and fall and Lingrap. catch it and holy shit that made me want to throw up in my own freaking face <laughs> i remember there's also an ubisoft game specifically i think it's ubisoft i don't remember but it was just about climbing where it's just like the climb vr or whatever it was yeah. and it was yeah like climbing up so when you always see in memes levels. and shopping malls where people are like climbing and like falling all over the display and yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> they actually made two of those. I remember they made another one. You like climb buildings and stuff. But yeah, um, so the one-on-one dinosaur stuff. Uh, first of all, it's got the big dinosaur feet. Whoever was horny for that? Dallas. Somebody who listens. Weird. <laughs> those uh, giant feet. Those sexy horny feet. Horny for dinosaur feet. Um, so that stuff really does look cool. Uh, the one-on-one fights, I think, should be, you know, having the bow and arrow in uh, VR should be, should be a good time. I think it looks pretty good. I think yeah. this is a kind of a thing that you need at launch. Be like, hey... Here's an exclusive, like you know, AAA uh, VR game in a in a world that you know. I think that'll yeah. really help move some units, and it'll be cool. And then you'll you'll just have to get over it because you're gonna climb. You're gonna climb, bro. Nothing you can yep. do about it. Yep. Speaking of world that you know, Horizon Forbidden West got a short little blurb where they're saying, "Hey, we're gonna add performance mode updates." Like one of the biggest things while I was I've again I have not touched this game yet myself, but I was watching Matt from Rhode Island play it, and he. We were toggling between performance mode and fidelity mode, and just like the particle effects in performance mode are gross looking. They look ecstatic. performance mode looks like trash. Yeah, the game looks like awful in performance. Well, it used to. I don't know if it does now. Exactly. So now they're getting a performance mode update with better graphics on performance mode. So I'm excited to dive in and see what that looks like. Transmog so that you can keep your benefits of your armor, but have it look different. Reset your skills. There's an ultra hard difficulty. New game plus, more trophies, all that. So I am. Uh, I'm feeling good about my decision to wait in order to play that yeah. game. We'll see if I still get to it this month. Doubt it. Mm, shut up. Shut up. Don't call me out. <laughs> <laughs> this, there were so many exciting things here, but this is like one of maybe my top three things in the entire state of play was the Callisto Protocol. This is a game mm-hmm. from the Dead Space developers in set in the world of... Um, PUBG, not, which is not setting the PUBG anymore. No, it's not. Yeah, it was like three days before they're like, actually, we're not doing that anymore. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. I was like, I don't know how this is gonna happen, but sure, I, I like the idea of a shared universe. But fine if it's not, because it still looks fucking terrifying. It's a horrifying world. It is. Uh, I think it was. It's next gen only as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, but it, it gives me huge Dead Space vibes. Like, the monster designs look a lot like Dead Space as well. Um, so, Dead Space, this is coming out December 2nd of this year, which is great because I did not think it was coming that soon. 
And then just a couple months later, we're actually getting the Dead Space remake as well. So there's going to be a very spooky holiday winter season this year. I'm very excited yeah. about. The funny thing, I mean, I, I forgot the name of, uh, I'd have to look it up, but the names are literally, it's like Necro something in Callista Protocol. It's like, oh, oh really? you know what you're doing here. And then, yeah, yeah, the it's Necromorphs like, from Dead Space. Yeah, it is, uh, it is something. But yeah, we're getting that in December and supposedly getting Dead Space in January. So you're going to have a fun time with your spooky stuff in space, yeah, yeah, space yeah. spookies. That's really cool. Um, I'm trying to... <laughs> so like so I was trying to figure out the name of them. And I, there's a Callista Protocol, Protocol Facebook page. And there's a person oh, God, named Necro Christian. <laughs> <laughs> Necro Christian. Oh, I have to log in to see this page, and I don't have a Facebook. So, all right. Whatever. Not that worried about it. We got a new trailer for Stray. You remember Stray? Forgot that mm -hmm. game existed. But yeah, a little cat going running around the city, going meow meow. July 19th, babies. Go meow meow in six weeks. Uh, and here's the first of what I'm sure will be many, many other ways to entice you to upgrade your PlayStation Plus subscription. If you are subscribed to the the higher price tiers, extra and premium of PlayStation Plus, you will get Stray for free whenever it comes out on July 19th. So uh, get your wallets ready. And another... Yeah, definitely once you hit that middle, middle tier, don't they? Yep. That's exactly what they want. And then once you have that middle tier, you might as well just throw the extra couple of bucks to be able to play PS1 and PS2 games, right? <laughs> yeah, worth it. Uh, in a in a kind of surprise, not really a surprise, but like PlayStation is making more of a more of its moves to PC, showing Spider-Man Remastered, the 2018 game. 2018 game will be on its way to PC on August 12th. Uh, Miles Morales will also be released on PC, but you'll have to wait till later in the fall in order to play that as well. And uh, this is kind of indicative of something that Sony released a week ago, week and a half, two weeks ago, where they're like, by 2024 or whatever it is, we want to have you know half of our games coming out on PC and mobile. And obviously that does not mean like, oh, we're going to play Uncharted 4 on a phone. No, they're, they're just going to have a mobile game, I'm sure, in their catalog. So I do like this. Yeah. Because mods, baby. Let me tell you, PC, there's going to be some nerd on here. Who's gonna just put all the Spider Man in there? Yeah, from the past stuff. Bruce Campbell will show up randomly, or Spider Man's be, gonna be Homer Simpson now, and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's always the first one. Is Homer Simpson throwing Teletubbies around? Yeah, and the the best news is we get Miles Morales, which is the better game uh, later in the fall. So that'll be that's really exciting. cool. I wonder, do they have? No, they don't have trophies on PC. You have Steam achievements though, achievements. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think you, I think you actually do get it, uh, the same trophies as you do achievements because I remember playing Horizon and that stuff would pop up. So yeah, I think it's probably okay. a similar list. But is it? Do they count towards your PlayStation trophy level, or are they Steam Don't achievements so. that count? Yeah, I think they're Steam stuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nah, forget about it. Um, speaking of VR again, VR two, there will be uh, No Man's Sky re-released with vr2 con like it, it uh, that game <laughs> i think matt from rhode island said it best he was like well they uh, one of these days i can't remember the exact quote they just said just like one of these days 
Hello Games, like, they're just going to get it. Like, we get it. You came back. Your game is good now. We get it. You don't have to keep telling us that. Because this trailer is just like, holy shit, is all of that in No Man's Sky right now? Because that all looks fun. And that game was not fun when I played it. So, if it's free on Game's VR great. too, I'll play it. They just put a new uh, expedition mode in there, too. They just keep it. Like, every three months, they're like, here's a thing, you know, here's like 20 hours worth of content every couple months for free. So, right. All right. All right. Sure. We got another look at Season, A Letter to the Future, which will be released in Autumn 2022. Appropriate word there. Autumn. Um, gameplay is all about, uh, interestingly enough, it's about exploring, recording, meeting people, and unraveling the world around you. So we saw, like, you were finding sounds, and you're holding up a microphone towards them to record them. Uh, so that kind of, like a peaceful... Almost, we've kind of used this term to describe a couple games this year is the chill beats to study, relax to, or lo-fi hip-hop beats. And it looks like it might be one of those games to so just kind of chill out and go record some squirrels. Mm-hmm. Um, Walking Dead, Sinks and Sinners, we already talked about. Um, <coughs> Ethernites, or sorry, Eternites. 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 Roscoe. Roscoe. Feliz cumpleaños. <laughs> um, great. There, that's coming out. I didn't care too much for it. I obviously didn't, I don't remember anything about it because I didn't care for it. Um, this Roller next Dome. one, though. Roller Dome looks dope. So much cool. This is futuristic skater shooter Roller Dome coming to PS4 and PS5 uh, from Ali Ali World's Roll 7. This is a game... It looks like Tony Hawk mixed with, like, Jet Set Radio mixed with, I don't know, Metal Gear Solid. You're just blasting bad guys and mechs while you're roller yeah. skating around. You do, a like, a pop park. shove it, and then you shoot a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it looks fucking dope. And the, the art style is, like, this cell-shaded, but, like, most things don't have shading on them. It's just, like, really a flat cartoon aesthetic. It, it looks really, really cool. Go look at the trailer for Roller Dome. Um that's coming out it, again. It's one of those things where, like, you constantly move. Um, like, you probably get style points or some kind of multiplier if you never have to like crash while doing a trick or something like that. But you were able to chain together kills, whatever it is. Looks dope. If they don't have that Superman song from Tony Hawk Pro Skater, I'll be very upset. If Spider Man yeah. is not a playable character, oh man, Spider Man and Darth Maul. <laughs> <laughs> And then the last thing in here, I said we weren't going to talk in depth about it, but we went down every single one because it was such a good show. The last one, Tunic, which was on Xbox Game Pass and was on PC in March, is now coming to PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4 on September 27th, 2022. Very excited. I never finished that game. I got maybe halfway through it and something else. I'm sure it was Destiny came along, whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Um, I never got a chance to finish it. Maybe I'll pay money for it and get trophies maybe on playstation 5 maybe you know pay money to not beat it <laughs> shut up <laughs> if it's got a platinum them. trophy I'll, I'll beat it and i'm they, sure they it will. will yeah go ahead and support those cool indie people i'm pretty sure yeah. it's a devolver published game anyways right uh i don't remember i might be wrong i'll, I'll Google anything it good is devolver published so yeah. they, that's what i'm saying if it's good it's probably from devolver right yeah so that was it. That was the Sony PlayStation State of Play for... Uh, no, it's published by Finji, but still give these guys money. Yeah, give they make money. a good game. It's good. Um, This was honestly, to me, one of the best, if not the best State of Plays that there's ever been. Like, I feel like every single, every single announcement almost was like, 
uh, an important game or had some good information or a kick-ass trailer. We got release dates for a lot of things. Uh, so I was really impressed by this. It was not a showcase, which is usually like, look at all these amazing kick-ass games coming in the next year and a half. So I, uh, we might still have one of those later this summer in not E3 friend play time. But... <laughs> friend play time. Yeah. yeah, as far as state of plays go, yeah, we haven't had a... Again, people are like, temple your expectations. I'm like, mm, that's probably a good way to live life just in general. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, the showcases are the, are the cool ones. State of plays, you're like... Maybe there's a cool indie thing. Maybe there's nothing at all. Um, but this one, I, even as someone who doesn't care about Final Fantasy and all that, I'm like, yeah, no, this is probably the best one that they've had in a while that I can remember. Um, a lot of stuff from the from the Japanese partners, some cool looking VR stuff, which you know uh, they talked about they were gonna do. Some cool looking indies. I think it's pretty solid. Or I don't remember the last good state of play, but it wasn't the last one. I don't think yeah. it was one before that either. <laughs> so I think this is the last good one they've had in a while. So a, a thumbs up for me. Pretty solid. I'm wondering. We got. We've got to be getting more PSVR hardware news soon, right? Probably. I mean, they they maybe released do a like, showcase. Maybe they did say they're gonna have maybe like you, 20 plus games at launch for it. So we've seen yeah. maybe four or five of them by now. We just gotta know. And yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's just like they're still trying to get a handle on production of PlayStation Five, let alone mm. another giant piece of hardware. So they don't want to like make any promises yet, but still, man, we know everything about this headset except for when it's coming and when I can play it. So I'm excited. Yeah. All right, Adam, I feel like I've been talking a lot and I will continue sure. to talk a lot through two of these things. So I'm going to turn it over mm -hmm. to you for playtime where we talk about what we played yep. this week. What'd you play? I played having COVID, so I didn't play anything at all. Whoa, you played yeah. Read that thermometer. Yeah, that was a fun time. So I COVID, so I didn't actually feel good to play stuff. Uh, I played a little bit. I played like um, a movie or two of Lego Skywalker Saga. Just I'm like, oh yeah, I'll go ahead and beat Return of the Jedi because why not? I'm here. Um, but I did actually catch up on TV shows before I got sick and after I got sick. Ooh, so I guess ooh. we'll put that here. So I've never watched it before, but I started watching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. um, yes, sir. That first season... Uh, is hilarious. Would not get made today, but very nope. fucking funny. <laughs> it's, I'm like, this stuff is too much, but it's very good. It's very good. Um, so I'm in the middle of season two of that. And God, yeah, I never watched it before. Uh, That's like, one I've of my the... favorite shows. That show is is yeah. me and like pooping farts, screaming, watching people yeah. fall. That's my. Those are my top three favorite things and that's everything like i always knew the memes but i didn't know the context for the memes like i just saw the episode where charlie's doing the rope dope uh -huh, uh -huh. when they get him in the fight club and <laughs> beat his ass. it's a good time uh so yeah i've been watching that it's been good but then i also started watching burn notice because yeah that's why a, not that's out of left field all right yeah you know burn notice you, you've heard of burn notice before right? i've definitely i am aware that it exists who's who's in it Jeffrey Donovan is the main guy, but then Bruce Campbell's in it, I think, is the main thing that everyone okay. remembers. Bruce Campbell in Hawaiian shirts. I'm thinking He's of something spy. with Glenn Close. What's she in? It's probably a movie called Burn, if I had to guess. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so I started watching that as well. Again, okay. I'm just watching old shows from 2007 or whatever What is Burn Notice about? Uh, so Jeffrey Donovan plays a spy who gets blacklisted. And dropped in, in Miami, and he has to figure out what happened to him. But then every episode, he's also like, oh, I get, I need money, so I'll help these people out. So it's basically like MacGyver, 
Okay. Because he's a spy and he's doing like weird spy stuff and tricks and stuff. Um, just like a procedural MacGyver. I used to be a spy show with Bruce Campbell. That, that's the main thing. Bruce Campbell's in it. So, you know. Okay. Go on uh, a walk with me. Great Go on a walk with me. Yeah. There's, there's an actor yep. who looks kind of like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. And he used to be on some TV show about being a cop. It's like mm-hmm. the shield or something. It's not the shield because I looked at the shield and this is clearly not it. Rescue me? Is that it? Rescue me? Okay. I mean, rescue me is a TV show. It's been on for a very long time. Rescue me? Yes, with this Willem Dafoe looking motherfucker in it. Okay, uh-huh. when I think of Burn Notice, I think of <laughs> Glenn Close's damages mashed up with this motherfucker's rescue me. <laughs> Mush those okay. together, and that's what I think of. I've also never seen any of these three shows. Yeah, but I've seen. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen previews for, I guess, all of them, but Burn Notice. Okay, sorry. No, you're good. <sighs> I, was, I was just having a good time, and then I think I watched something else, but I can't remember. But yeah, I basically just was like, "Hey, what can I do while passing out every three hours?" Uh, so woof. Yeah, having a good time. Um, with for parallelism, I'll start with what I watched as well. Entertainment. Oh, did I watch a movie? I watched Footloose, but I watched something else. Wasn't there a movie that came out? Top Gun? No. Bob's Burgers. I did see Bob's Burgers before I got sick. That's a good time. Yeah. But anyways. That's what, that's last time I was here. BB, Bob's Burgers. Yep. I saw the Bob's Burgers movie. I've only ever seen like a handful, like a one-off episode of Bob's Burgers here and there while my roommate in Chicago was watching it. So I was, my, my friend here is like, hey, you want to go see the Bob's Burgers movie? Yeah, sure. Went and saw it. And I was, a lot of it was like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just doing that the whole movie and it made me chuckle a yeah. lot and I was like oh, let me check out this TV show and I started watching the TV show yesterday and I'm like seven episodes in and I'm just like this is fucking hysterical it's this very is good. very good television so um, watching some I'm glad you're a fan that first episode I just watched that first one today and she when they're in the pilot they're making fun of Tina and they were like um, when she was back there scratching her crotch or whatever and they were like <laughs> They said, leave her alone. She's autistic. She's like, yeah, I'm autistic. They're like, you're not even the good autistic. And he's like, how many, how many, how many, uh, how many toothpicks are on the ground? She's like, a hundred. It's like, dude, it's three. There's three. (laughs) Three. And he drops one more. How many now? Three. (laughs) She said, you're not even the good autistic. I was like, oh my God, this show's wild. This show's good. Um, and then I saw, I saw Top Gun Maverick. V good. Mm. V recommend. Uh, that movie is good. fucking wild. I love it. Especially the last act is just like so freaking good. Go see it in IMAX. IMAX? Yep. Saw it in yeah. IMAX in San Francisco. The whole last act of the movie is all in like that full format in IMAX too. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, my parents saw it in some tiny little like family owned theater with a shitty screen. And, and afterwards coming out of it like, oh my God. I want to go see that on a good screen <laughs> because I feel like I missed out on a bunch. Um, so that's what I've, I've been watching. Uh, in addition to The Staircase on HBO Max, good for the whole family, mm-hmm. um, $14.99 a month. Or you, there's an ad-supported version as well that's $9.99 a month. You can get HBO Max. The Staircase, very good show. Tony Collette is incredible. And watching her die is is the most gruesome. Oh, it's a show about somebody dying. Yes, she dies in the very first episode, and it's and oh god, it is the most disturbing, gruesome thing I've ever watched. But it's mm-hmm. oh, 
It's also a true story. And I'm so glad that I didn't pay attention to the news in my teens because it's a true story about a man in North Carolina who was like running for some political office and his wife died from falling down the stairs. And the whole show is exploring, did he kill her? Did he not kill her? Who knows? So he killed finale's on tonight. Oh, okay. We'll see. I don't know that. if he killed her. That's the cool. That's the cool thing is that like this happened almost twenty years. It happened more than twenty years ago, in my home state. I didn't pay attention to shit. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that I don't know the ending yet. There you go. <laughs> uh, all right, video games. Played some Fortnite with my boy B Rent Porkchop over on Twitter. Um, we got ninth twice. Got thirty eighth and 39th the next two times. There you go. <laughs> Not go well, but yeah, we played a little bit of Fortnite. Fortnite Fridays. Hashtag Fortnite Fridays. Um, what is DIB? <laughs> you write it down. Destiny Iron Banner. There's a new mode for Destiny. Okay. Uh, Iron Banner is something that comes around a few weeks out of each season. And they brought a mode called Rift in, which is buggy as hell. The like objective, it's basically capture the flag. You capture a spark and you have to bring it to the enemy's thing and bank the spark. It's really buggy. And like one out of every five matches ends in some glitch and we lose for some reason that we couldn't have prevented. But it's still fun. It's really fun. And I've been pl- mm. I've played uh, I can't even tell you how many matches this week. It's it's been insane. That's all I've been doing this week is playing Destiny Iron Banner. So that's been real fun. And then what the fuck is PGF? I just wrote these things like thirty <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> you played yourself. PGF. Oh, Pokemon Go Fest. Uh oh, okay. yeah, so yeah, yeah. Pokemon Go has this annual Go Fest every single year. It started this something in person in Chicago in Grant Park. Like the very like the second year it was around, and now after the pandemic, it's just everyone in the world you pay fifteen bucks in game for a ticket, and there's an, an in game event happening all weekend, and so this weekend, uh, general like the last few times they've just generally been like, all right, every hour we're gonna switch habitats, and for this one it's gonna be like a rainforest theme, and these type these Pokemon are gonna be spawning. There's like exotic things that only spawn in certain parts of the world that are now spawning here for the very first time. And mm. every hour it changes and there are objectives. There's a, there was a storyline along with it this time that like you can follow the storyline and have different objectives as you go. And they gave you a choice of like, how do you want to play this? Do you want to really focus on battling? And we'll give you a bunch of battle focus objectives. Do you want to focus on exploring? And we'll ask you to like walk distances, earn treats with your buddies, spin a bunch of Pokestops. Or do you want to focus on catching Pokemon and like being really good at throwing curveballs and that kind of stuff? So I thought that was cool that it's like, how do you want to play this weekend? Let's cater to your play style. And then they asked you like, what do you want the difficulty to be? Like easy, medium, or expert level? And they're like, hey, the rewards are the same for all of it. It's just like, what kind of challenge do you want to have while you play? I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. super dope. And I, of course, chose excellent. And I was like, why the hell did I do this? But um, <laughs> so, yeah, me and Atreus, we went walking down in a little uh, town of Campbell. has a bunch of gyms and Pokestops all kind of congregated in one area. It's really popping down there for Pokemon Go related activities. So we walked around there for four hours yesterday. Um, and then today they introduced... Like, it's still going on right now. Well, for the next three minutes, they introduced the concept of ultra, ultra, they're not portals, ultra, ultra something, where then these Mm -hmm. ultra beasts come in. And I was like, what the fuck is this giant? Oh, from uh, Legends, right? No, 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 no. This is from Pokemon (laughs) Sun and Moon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I looked these up. I was like, what the hell is this America jellyfish with fangs? 
And it's enormous. And so they're, yeah, ultra beasts and there are 12 of them and they come from like this extra dimensional ultra space thing. Mm. And they're not, they're, it happens so random, like quickly that like the ultra beast is all disoriented when it gets to this world. He's like, what the fuck is going on? He's usually angry because of it. And then also we're like, where the fuck did this thing come from? So everybody's angry. And like our world, like our Pokeballs don't even register it as a Pokemon because it's like from this Mm -hmm. extra dimensional thing. And so in the game, apparently, you have to use these special beast balls or whatever. But of Bullets. Course, yeah, you have to shoot it with a fucking rocket launcher. So that was cool. We have our first Ultra Beast, which I just learned was a thing. It came out today in raids. So that was fun to be able to, to capture that big sparkly starfish, jellyfish, too. <coughs> Very cool. Had a good time with that. And then here's the last one. So D colon I. Mm-hmm. This one is Diablo Immortal. Oh, yes. Diablo Immortal released on mobile and PC this week. This is the game that when it was revealed at BlizzCon, people fucking lost it in a bad Mm -hmm. way. Like, they were so pissed off, started, like, protesting Blizzard. They started, started, like, uh, interrupting the conference and stuff like that, like, shouting things and, and trolling, like, the people on set. Like, they were pissed. Because they were, Blizzard's like, the next thing in Diablo is coming. Everyone's expecting Diablo 4 and like, look at this free-to-play mobile game. And everyone's like, (laughs) fuck you. Adam, I'm going to tell you that this is probably the best Diablo game that exists today. Of course it is. Is that not wild? For how much people are going to be mad, I'm like, watch it be good. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that shit always works. Yeah. I am, uh, so as as you know, recently I'm, I'm looking for excuses to play games on my iPad mini so that I can justify having it. And uh, I was like, let me load up Diablo Immortal. I'm a, a big Diablo fan. It's like one of the very first games that got me into gaming with my brother. And um, this game is the full Diablo experience. It is like if you were just looking at like if you didn't see the UI and like how it's touch based uh, UI, you would think you were looking at a new expansion or level in Diablo three, um, which that kind of production value is really cool. The world is just as dense. There are side quests. There are all sorts of cool things happening. There are there are things that are better on this. I honestly think when Diablo made the jump to console, it was a huge deal that like Diablo 3, you could play it on a console with a controller. Like no one, mm-hmm. everyone's like, there's no way this is going to work for a controller. And they figured it out and it worked really well. And then after playing this with touch-based controls, I was like, holy shit, this is much better than playing with a controller. And you're able to do the same skills. You're able to do cool things where... This is similar to what I was talking about with Fantasian, where like you press and hold on a skill and you drag up or like move your mm-hmm. finger around to aim it on the screen and then you let go and it does it at that point, or you press and hold something and it like widens your area of effect. And it just it works so much better than it ever should or could have been able to on mobile. And the fact that it is free for for I played for probably an hour and a half today, and probably the first hour I was like, I have not been asked to buy anything. I literally have no idea how they're making money on this game because there's not mm-hmm. a link to a shop in your first hour <laughs> of playing. There's not yeah. any indication that you can if you wanted to put money into this. And then after you complete your first quest, and then like your menu expands and you're like, by the way, there's cosmetics, there's a shop, there's you can buy this currency, whatever. I was like, oh, okay. That's how they get you. And they got me Yeah. because they oh. have... I'm playing a monk character, which... And, a lot of D&D lore, it's not Monk as in, like, I'm going to heal you. It's Monk as in, like, I'm going to punch the shit out of you martial arts style. Wait a minute. 
monk, I'm gonna heal you. There are there are games like Guild Wars. If you play a monk class, it's like I'm going to heal you. Like I'm really? a support class. Yeah, that kind of thing. I've always known monks to just punch the shit out of people, but that's just a mean thing. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's how it is in like a lot of a lot of like D and D based games. Is like, oh, that's a monk. Yeah. But there are some games out there where like monk means. We're at one well, with Guild Wars God's 2 is off my list and... forever. No, thank you yeah. very much. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm a punchy punch. And I got this cool, like, thunder punch going, punching the shit out of people. And they're like, hey, there's a 99-cent bundle here for 60 of whatever this weird currency is. And also, you get these kick-ass-looking fists that look really dope. And I was like, yeah, I'll pay 99 cents for 99 this 99 cents? That's nothing. Yeah, yeah, why not? And you get, you know, they have the they have a battle pass. You can't buy the battle pass, but they have, like, a thing that unlocks with the rewards as you complete objectives, similar to, like, Fortnite or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have, like, daily check-ins. So, like, if, if you play once a day, then you get this bundle of stuff. If you f- kill one enemy, not only just log in, but also kill an enemy, you unlock other stuff. So it's like... And if you do that all seven days in a week, then you get this cool cosmetic helmet or whatever it might be. So I can see the cosmetics look really fucking cool. And they're just like basically skins for you pick up armor and and loot and stuff like that. And you look like whatever your armor is that you picked up in the world um, normally. But then these are just like if you don't want want to fuck with any of that and you just want to look cool, this is the way to do it. So there you go. uh, I'm very into it. I'm very into it. I think it is the best Diablo experience and this is coming from someone who's beat diablo 2 and 3 a trillion times over the years like this is the best diablo has felt very excited look at that yeah i like that there are no uh no if anything they streamlined it a little bit like even so Mm -hmm. much as you pick up an item it's a very loot based game like it basically defined the the loot based genre you're always picking up something that's better than the last thing and they streamlined it so much like you pick up something else and you open your inventory and there's a big green exclamation point. It's like, hey, this is better than what you got on. Put it on. I was like, cool. Dope. That's what I, I like want to know. Tap it. Put it on. Go back to playing the game. Um, so I'm in, I'm digging it. And it's free. And I'm going to put money into it. So that's the game. Live your best life. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's it for Playtime. We are uh, we're quite a bit into this episode so far. We're 40-ish minutes in. And uh, we're just now getting that's into That's why I didn't put log. that many uh, stories. I knew yeah. we would uh, make good time. Let's jump into this quest log real quick and breeze through some of these things. Pokemon. Bears. Beats. Huh? Battlestar Galactica. Rosco. Rosco. New info on Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which last week, if you would have asked me, is there a new Pokemon game coming? I was like, no, they haven't announced anything yet. Turns out, yeah, <laughs> there's one coming in a few months. Um, I forgot about it. Scarlet and Violet will be released on November 18th. There's a new trailer that came along with it. There's uh, a new open world structure, different from what we saw in Sword and Shield. And there's a four-player co-op option in this game for the first time. Say what? What? Not a whole lot there in terms of like how it'll work, but just know that you can explore the world of Pokemon in four players, probably in very specific parts of the game or in very specific designated areas. But the trailer shows off uh, a lot of new Pokemon in this, uh, a lot of new mainline Pokemon games world. Uh, introduces two new legendary monsters, which look dope. They look dope. Coridon, who's in Scarlet, and Miraudon, who's in Violet. Um, quote, these two Pokemon are said to have powers that far surpass those of other Pokemon. 
but details about Koraidon and Miraidon are still shrouded in mystery. They're like some fucking cool wizard, uh, not wizard, lizard looking shits with like cool fiesta hat hair and they look dope. They're pretty cool. Um, there are a couple of new regular monsters you can catch as well, including everyone's new favorite Pokemon, Lechonk, which is a pig with some permanent ear, I mean, not ears, some permanent tears. Um, it is a grass slash normal Pokemon called, um, Smolive. And Palmy is a new electric mouse Pokemon. I play Pokemon every single day and I, these names are like, what the fuck am yeah. I saying? <laughs> You're like me trying to read <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> um, the trailer also included two new Pokemon professors, Sada and Toro, who appear in Scarlet and Violet respectively. I... A lot of mainline, like newer mainline games, I have not played, but I can't remember the last time we saw, or ever, two Pokemon professors. Usually we get like, mm -hmm. I'm Professor Oak, or I'm Professor anyone other than Oak. Um, we also got a look at Nimona, the player character's new friend, who is, quote, an experienced Pokemon trainer and serves as a reliable guide for you on your adventures. What that translates into is they're going to be the one that stops you every three feet and says, did you know that you can yeah. do this in your menus? Oh, my God, this is a Pokemon Mart, and this was, uh, and these are my friends. Oh, do a good job. I'm Here's your rival, candy. but I'm actually your best friend, too. Exactly, yeah. I was like, no, stop um, fucking talking to me. So real quick, before we uh, – here's, here's the thing, right? We're all adults, and when adults get a hold of thing, they always make it – they always make it horny. Right, <laughs> so we saw these new professors, Sada and Toro, or whatever, and everyone, of course, is horny for cartoon characters on Twitter for whatever reason. It was funny because I did. They it said they look like the couple from across the room has said that they're really digging your vibe. It's like yeah, they, they do look like a <laughs> yep, they do look like a swinger couple. I'll give it to yep. you. But everyone is horny for these professors, and that's fine. But let's remember, this is a children's video game. The, the professors will not swing with your 10-year-old player character. <laughs> you need to relax. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I can't decide between which game I want to get, Scarlet or Violet. Just looking at both of these. Get both? Get both. Double pack yeah. available now. Oh, my I'm gosh. Sure you're right. <coughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> what, a double pack? <laughs> no, I'm or just like Google Images. Look, I just Googled Sada and Toro, and there's one with... The boy one, and he says, reply to Suki Suki's comment, cover them up, slut. And then there's the girl one. She says, mildly muscular women think they're gods. Know your place. Yeah, there's some there's some horny, thirsty people out here. Always. Yep. Like, I'm a little tired of it. All right, guys? Stop being so horny. <laughs> Let's relax. <laughs> a little bit more on the co-op here. Um, announcing the game's website following the trailer and the reveal. Um, Scarlet and Violet promise, quote, a deeper experience with multiplayer gameplay. You will be able to explore the various locations of the region in these games with other players. You can discover new Pokemon and explore unfamiliar areas with your friends and family, opening the door to an adventure more perilous and fun than ever. I assume that's supposed to say perilous instead of previous. Who knows? Yeah, um, yeah this is interesting. I don't, I don't know how this is going to work, especially because apparently the game is non-linear necessarily like a yeah, lot of Pokemon games yeah exactly so i don't imagine that you could probably like fight your way through gym leaders with a friend or that you could you know go and maybe you can capture a legendary pokemon together with friends who knows but there are probably like designated areas you can go like explore you can do group battles maybe 
I don't know how that's going to work, and I'm sure they'll tell us about it soon. But um, overall, it looks like Pokemon fans are getting another Pokemon game. I am not convinced. I, as when, in our group chat, when somebody asked, like, hey, who's going to get which version? I was like, I have too many recent unfinished Pokemon games. I'm not convinced this is going to be any different than those yet. So, uh, but you I'm, love Legends so much. Legends is so different, though. Legends is so different, and I was this all was about open that world. Game. Yeah, but it, the open world was the worst part of Legends. <laughs> no, well, sorry. <laughs> the best part of Legends was like the catching mechanics and and the researching and all of that kind of stuff, and like that was that was all dope. But yeah, so I'm yeah. not convinced yet. I'm not excited about this, as I mentioned, like. Last week, I totally forgot it was even a thing. So until they convince me that it's going to be worth getting, I'm currently not going to pre-order or get this. Understandable. Very interesting. But what I am getting more and more interested in, Star Wars Jedi Survivor revealed. We all know Darth Vader's in the end of the other one. I'm sure he's going to be in this one too, right? Spoilers. Retroactive spoilers for what I just said 10 seconds ago. If you haven't played Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> what was before what I said? Uh, this comes from Jordan Ramey at GameSpot. Respawn has officially revealed the long-rumored Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel, and it is called Star Wars Jedi Survivor, scheduled for 2023 release. There was a CG trailer for it. Uh, most of Cal's allies are notably absent, except for the delightfully adorable robot BD-1, who just got a Lego set. Um, Cal faces off against one-armed cloaked figure wielding a red lightsaber and encounters an exceptionally pale figure in a Bacta tank. Uh, Cal also has a new lightsaber, which rubs me a little bit, like, the wrong way. It's a, it's a new lightsaber, not the same one he used at the end of Fallen Order. It's only mm -hmm. got one blade, instead of having the option of splitting it in two. So maybe Cal loses his original lightsaber at the beginning, and he has to build a new one right after they just released Cal's lightsaber at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and allow you to buy it for $200. They're yeah. like, by the now way, remember, this, is, this is gone now. It's not a, not a yeah. thing anymore. Now, do you remember the trailer, though? There is, the Stormtroopers are carrying a case, and they give it to the, uh, looks like he's a Senate member or something, and he opens it up, and Cal's lightsaber's inside of it. So maybe that's where his double-sided lightsaber, maybe the bad guy's got it. Okay. Okay. I don't know. It's got the same hilt, or the uh, the same emitter as the one from the other game. So, I don't know. I am, um, every day I'm getting like 1% closer to playing Jedi Fallen Order again on easy mode. Now that mm -hmm. it's got the updates that apparently fixed all the things that I didn't like about the original game. Uh, to get me hyped for this one. You should. Good game. Yeah. Game of the year that year, some people say. Uh, <laughs> some people do say that. That's the thing people well, have said. A lot said. of people say that, actually. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, no, I'm very excited. I was uh, Star Wars Celebration had a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Getting this trailer was really cool to see. Uh, I'm a big fan. The Basically, everything in the trailer is all new, like, characters. Because they have the... Uh, God, they're from Utapau. What are the name of them? The race, the dude who's talking, who looks like the Grand Inquisitor, but he's not the Grand Inquisitor. Different character. They just are the same alien. Um, but he seems like he's part of the Senate and he's a bad guy. And then the guy in the tank, no idea who that is. That's a brand new character. No one, no one, no one can figure out who the dude in the tank is. Probably a dude from the High Republic, maybe? Because that tank is like overgrown and like real messed up. Maybe it's a Sith because he's like, shit, I gotta get some help. I don't want to do it. 
I don't know, but we're getting all kinds of new stuff and we don't know what's happening. But Cal is going to be fighting for a survival, which sounds cool to me. Uh, and I'm getting that BD1 Lego set. So here we go. Oh, you are. I got it pre-ordered. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. We'll see. More great shit. Devolver Digital. Devolver Direct Showcase coming soon. They come from Darren Bond 3's at GameSpot. Everyone knows the winner of E3 every single year is Devolver Digital because they have their own Direct that is just absolutely fucking wacko. And <laughs> Have you seen this trailer? I did. Yeah, I watched the trailer oh about 10 God. minutes before we recorded, and it is just as good. Just as good. I cannot wait. Um, They have announced that they'll be joining Not E3 with a showcase of its own on June 9th at 3 p.m. Pacific time, which is like... A half hour after Jeff Keighley's big game fest with friends play with each other fest ends. Um, this is dubbed the Devolver Marketing Countdown to Marketing. Uh, it's all about numbers. <laughs> Ten of them. Counting down in descending order. Something to be announced at the end. Uh, if you haven't watched the teaser for the event, I highly recommend. It's a good two and a half hours. Lots of cursing and, and funny stuff in two there. Two hours? What? Sorry, two and, and a half, half minutes. Hours. Two and a half minutes. Ooh. Yeah, two and a half hour teaser for a 20 minute event. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a devolver though. Yeah. The the biggest thing at the end though, which seems right on brand. Like when I when I saw this partnership, I was like, of course. A mechanized version of cult classic game director Suda51 will virtually host the event from inside a giant robot suit. Uh so go watch that. It's it's fantastic. Um so Suda51 is the person who did, like, No More Heroes. A lot of those, like, very Japanese anime, like, adult-themed games. Deadly some... Premonition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, very good team-up for Suda51 and Devolver. I love it. Devolver added that there will be, quote, at least four video game announcements during the broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> at least four. All right. Uh, for comparison, last year we saw Shadow Warrior 3, Death's Door, which is fantastic, Trek to Yomi, which was not fantastic, and a few other games. And this year we can probably expect more on Gunbrella, Cult of the Lamb, and Demon Throttle. So the Devolver marketing countdown to marketing, again, is, is just after jeff Keeley's summer game fest live show on thursday so if you're listening to this on demand it's in like two days if you caught this on the very first day it was out it might be today if you're listening to this on thursday you may have missed it that's it go check it out devour always has great shit <coughs> cult of the lamb i'm very excited for that yeah me too what was the, the year be before carry on that was the one where you play as the monster in the game like that yeah i never ended up playing that game but it's on game oh, pass so i think good. or maybe it left a game pass recently i don't know but yeah it looked really good like i'm always god i'm burping this mountain dew zero then. sugar easy road just like <laughs> um it's always i'm always so interested in their shit um yeah. regardless of whether or not i get a chance to play it and then our last thing on our list here for our Quest log is Modern Warfare 2 gameplay reveal for the Jeffs, says Eddie McCooch at GameSpot. We got an announcement that Modern Warfare 2 is the next Call of Duty game. It will be revealed with a first trailer on June 8th. And then on June 9th, we will see the world premiere gameplay level uh, on the Summer Game Fest Live event, which again starts 11 a.m. Pacific time. Whoa. I think I have that in my calendar as 2 p.m. Pacific time. I got to change that up. Mm -hmm. um, teaser trailer for Modern Warfare 2 focused on Task Force 141 the main teams from 2019's Modern Warfare the group getting back together in the sequel to take down enemies once again 
The ultimate weapon is team, Activision said, referencing <laughs> Task Force 141. And of course, this game launches this fall, October 28th, for PC and consoles. Cool. I'm sure it'll be a cool trailer. I'm sure it'll mm -hmm. be a game that sells a lot of games. Cool. I just want Warzone 2. I don't give a fuck about the story. Right? Right? Show me Warzone 2. Actually, I did I did really, really like Vanguard's single-player campaign, as short as it was. Yeah. But most other people didn't, I guess. Mm -hmm. All right. That's it for our quest log. Before we get to Game on Game Show, we have a segment from Adam. Segment from Adam. Shimon. <laughs> okay, that was an interesting <laughs> one. So we're going to keep track with, hey, what are the best games of the year? Because we're keeping a running list. That's right. Are you paying attention at home? If not, you're not doing your homework. Uh, so <laughs> this is really funny. I don't remember the last time we did it. Well, I know it was normally at the end of the month. But there were two games that came out at the very end of April, and I don't remember if they were mentioned. So Stanley Parable and uh, Rogue Legacy 2 were both <gasps> oh, over Stanley Parable. I forgot that came out. I want to play yeah. that. Um, so those were the end of April. If we didn't mention them last time, those technically were the highest rated things in the last month. But anyways, now when we go for May only video games, the month wasn't super, not a lot of bangers. There's mm. some good stuff here mm. though. Number one, Citizen Sleeper at an 84. It's a game that, great uh, accolades from you and Cozy Bear. Yeah, Cozy Bear. We talked about it on Grease, the That's Grease right. Barf. Grease. Um, so that just sounds very cool. like a bad phrase. Grease barf. Ugh. Grease barf. It's not good. No. You don't want that. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, number two was Hardship. No, Hard Space Shipbreaker, excuse me, at an 83. That's a video game where you break down ships and make money in space. It's only on PC, I believe. Okay. Uh, Warhammer 40K Chaos Gate at an 80, which is XCOM Warhammer. So maybe a thing for Adam. Uh, and then Sniper Elite 5, also at an 80, which is the game where you shoot men in the testicles, and it shows you an x-ray. <laughs> That's my favorite thing in this video game, is just shoot dudes in the testicles, because it slow-mos x-rays, and it's just like, boom, it's like, oh my god. Um, <laughs> or to like shoot a dude's, um, of course, shooting a dude through the head, the bullet comes out the front of the helmet... And then, like, ricochets into another dude's, like, a grenade that's on his belt and blows him up. Man, that, uh, that's a good time. That but sounds yeah, good. Elite. It's, it's a good time. That one's also on Game Pass, just in case you feel like dicking around with an 80 on a weekend or something. <laughs> dicking around with an octogenarian. There you Love go. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, not a super crazy month, but I got to report what's here. That's yeah. just my job. I'm sorry. I think of all of those, the only thing that interests me in the slightest is Citizen Sleeper, and it's because you speak so highly of it. So, yeah, it is fun. It's a good time. Everyone should check yeah. it out. But uh, the community voted that they don't want to check it out because it was the only thing that nope. didn't get a vote in our barf poll, which we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Um, yeah. But for now, it's game on game show. The game on our game show. We play a game called Game on a game show on a game show. Game 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 game. Adam, guess what happened this week? I don't know what happened. That's the game that we're playing. Guess what happened this week? Uh, what? We're playing Guess What Happened This Week. Te amo, Rosco? Te amo, Rosco. Feliz cumpleaños. Um, we have a week's worth of video game historical releases, or people were born, etc., etc., video game consoles, major events in gaming that happened this week through time. Mm. So I have, I will, as, as is the case, I have five of these 
significant events or releases. I will give you the year that they released and the day and a little blurb that might hint at what it is. And you have to guess what it is that released that day. Okay. We're going to start with June 5th with a good one. June 5th, 1981. Oh, boy, it's a long time ago. This hero is born looking like a sperm and dies looking like a splat. Hero born looking like a sperm in 81. In 81. We don't see this hero's birth on screen. But if you know anything mm -hmm. about this hero, they probably were born looking like a sperm. And they died looking like a splat. I, oh boy, this is a tough one. I <laughs> wanted to say Seaman immediately just because of the – but that was not 81. That's no, like no, no, 90s. No, no, no. I, will, I will give you a hint in that the, the hero of this game is not human. Uh-huh. I would assume if you look like a sperm when he's born. <laughs> so, yeah, what kind of not human things on Earth? Maybe Pac-Man? Pac-Man's the only thing I can think of, but I don't know if that goes that far No, 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 no. There's like a specific animal uh -huh. that like when it's a grown adult, you would have never guessed that started looking like a little baby sperm. Frogger. Yeah, 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 yeah. Starts looking like a sperm, dies looking like a tadpoles. splat. Tadpoles are sperm. They're That's basically exactly big right. sperms. Yeah, yep. you're right. Big meaty sperms. Yeah, Frogger Arcade released in Japan in 1981, June 5th. Really? That long ago? Jesus. Yeah. You probably couldn't even tell it was a frog at that point. Why is a sperm on the screen? <laughs> <laughs> that same day, June 5th, but in 1995. Here we go. I didn't write down what this was. Hold on. As if anyone's going to come look at this note and be like, what, what's the answer? Um, 1995. Yo-Yo Ma is neither a yo-yoist nor a mother, but both are relevant to this SNES Cult Classics US release. <sighs> I want to say Earthbound. Yes, it is Earthbound. It is Earthbound. That's a stretch. I mean, well, it was called Mother in Japan. The yeah, series yeah. is called Mother. And one of your main weapons is a yo-yo. Yeah. So yo-yo Ma. Yo-yo Ma is, is a violinist. Uh, yeah, he's not a yo-yoist and he's not a mother. Uh -huh. But both yo-yos yeah. and mothers are relevant to this SNES cult. No, See? you're, you're See? right. See? <laughs> I like how your mind works. <laughs> June 7th. Fast forwarding two days. June 7th, 2004. For the first time in the series, you get to know what it's like to team up with four of yourself on GameCube. It's like a clone orgy with swords. A swordgy. Four of yourself on GameCube. I want to say one of the Zelda games, right? Yeah. I just don't know the name of it. It's not like Minish Cap or four, is it Four Swords? Or that is correct. Zelda Four, four swords, swords Adventures. A swordgy. Released a on GameCube swordgy. in 2004, June 7th. Look at that. <laughs> Swordy. I don't know if I've ever heard it called that before, but uh, we can do that. June seventh, two thousand five. One year later, forget the suggestive or forget the suggestive orgy descriptions. This game notoriously actually had sex in it. Okay, that's that's, that's sex that's in the it? clue. Yep. The Dave Mirrors BMX Triple X. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> the. <laughs> <laughs> Think of all the games that have notoriously had sex. 
in the uh-huh. game. I mean, that's so many video games, dude. Is honest. it really? Yeah. You could have sex in every Sims game. But not like not like nationwide you notoriety. Sex. You could have sex in Grand Theft Auto. <gasps> uh-huh. Three. No, wait, what year was this again? 2005. Is it three or Vice City or San Andreas? San Andreas, San Andreas, San Hot Andreas. Coffee, yes. Oh, yeah. Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, Xbox and PC, 2005. He's like, <laughs> like, your clue is sex. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, Let me figure this out real quick. Like, no, you yeah. have sex everywhere. All right. Bro, BMX X. tell me, I was so excited, of course, as a horny teenager. By the way, this would have been the right time to do the professors being swingers when you're a child, when you're, you know, an, an undersex ch- okay. child, you know. Um, undersex child, what a weird word to say. When you're a horny child, but you can't have sex. Right, right. Um, yeah, undersex child is like, that's that's supposed to be the thing. <laughs> yes. that, that's that's <laughs> normal. Um, but no, like, coverage on BMX X and, like, uh, DOA Extreme Reach Volleyball, man, super into it. Okay, I did not know BMX X was a thing, and I'm now looking it up. Yeah. like, that's, okay, cool. And uh, obviously Dave everyone took his name off. DOA, It yeah. was on there, but he took it away. But yeah, DOA. But yeah, BMX X was like, there's the girl rides the bike with her boobs out. <laughs> or something ridiculous. <laughs> and it looks awful, of course, because it's, you know, 2007. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, yeah. Doing tricks in the air, going full... Like this with her tits yeah. out? Okay. So when you say sex in 2005 right. video game, right. I think of BMX Triple I was ignorant. I was ignorant. Okay. <laughs> Last one. June 11th, 2005. So four days after the release of San Andreas. Mm-hmm. I can't name a single Indigo Girls song, but I bet they were probably backstage playing this handheld console whose original color was their namesake. What? <laughs> this is, this is, I had I had nothing for this one. I can't name a single Indigo Girls song, but uh-huh. I bet they were probably backstage playing this handheld console whose original color was their namesake. I just don't know who the Indigo Girls are. You don't have refer- to, but you have to know their namesake. Yeah, I want I want to say Game Boy Color, but that was but way before that. No, that was Atomic Purple. But there was a handheld oh. console whose original color was indigo. Is it Game Gear? Is it something stupid as fuck? No, no, no. <laughs> Is it a DS? No. No. Tiger Electronics. 2005 Game Boy Advance. Oh, the Advance. Game Boy Advance. Was that the purple? No. Yes. What was the purple one? That it was, was indigo? It was indigo, yes. What were the other what was the other Ooh. color? Teal? There was Indigo and... Gray? I can't remember what was out at launch. I feel like it was just Indigo for a little bit, and then they released in pink, like the see-through pink and white. Mm-hmm. And they had like a they had like a see-through blue color, like a light blue as well. I yeah. can't remember the order that they all came out. But Man, they, how much better was the SP? Oh, so much better. And honestly, so I never better. had an SP until like last year, so it's so much yeah. better. Yeah. So much better. <laughs> Uh, that's it for Game on Game Show. The Game on Our Game Show play game. Blah, 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 blah. That's it. Thank you all for listening. You have homework. And in fact, part of your homework is now Adam's homework because y'all were bad at homework as a group. Your team, <laughs> your team project came in and no one could decide on anything. Over at patreon.com slash respawn aim fire, you can get a couple things. One, there's a dope new wallpaper up inspired by our grease barf. 
Um, so go get that. <laughs> Download them on your things. Tweet it at us. We love seeing pictures of us on your shit. Um, but another perk of being a patron at patreon.com slash fire is that you get to tell us what game we play for barf or backlog accomplishment with Respawn and friends. And for the month of June, we put up four freaking games. Mm-hmm. They're all shortish games on Xbox Game Pass. And you all tied with three of the games. It's a three-way tie out of four games. We know now that you just really don't want to play Citizen Sleeper. But now Adam has to break the tie between Turnip Boy Commits Tax Evasion, Bug Snacks, and Isle of Bug Snacks DLC, and Life is Strange True Colors. So Adam, what are we playing for the month of June for Barf? I'm going to roll. One, two is the first one. Two, three is the second one. Wait. Three, four is the second one. Five, six say. is the last one. <laughs> okay. One and two is the same. One and two is the same. And then three through six are the different ones. We're rolling no, a D6? I'm going to roll. Okay. Yeah, I'm rolling a D6. <clears throat> Number six. So what's the bottom of the list? Life is Strange. Life is Strange. True, True, True Colors is the barf game for June. Woo! How appropriate, actually, for Pride Month. Excellent. Excellent choice, D6. You know what? Totally on purpose. Yeah, there we go. There we go. You didn't even roll a D6. You just, like, dropped a bead on your (laughs) your desk, and it went clink, clink, clink. An indigo bead. Yep. Indigo anal beads. Um, (laughs) That's what we're playing for the month of June. Go play that. We'll talk about it at the end of the month. Uh, If you have played that game before, or if you are excited about playing it and would like to talk about it with us, come on the show. Let us know, because we are always looking for guests. It's always a good time, et cetera, et cetera. There was one other thing. Oh, we said D6. I never mentioned this in Playtime, but I finished the first entire campaign of the Adventure Zone podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw you tweet about that. Fucking mind-blowing. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, it's fucking I wonderful. had no idea that, like, D&D could be narrative like that and tell this amazing long story over three years with all of these interconnected parts and characters and pieces and things referencing back. Like... Griffin was... It's almost like Griffin is really good. At what he's he does. so good. He's so and good. I, he's fucking I love that, like, the first... It literally took, like, 20 episodes before I, before they started putting music and, like, sound effects and, that, and like, mm-hmm. really bringing you into the world. And that's also about whenever he decided, oh, yeah, we're going to take a hard left turn out of these, the, like, the scripted books. Of, like, you go into a dungeon. There are goblins. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, we're going to make my own thing. It's like, God, it pays off. It's so good. But then he even references stuff in those episodes that come up at the end. He's yeah. like, remember that that person with the cloak you found in that yep. second episode? <laughs> God, it's so good. I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. And I've watched, I've listened to now. I'm on the third of their like experimental arcs that they're yes. doing. I'll tell you what to listen to next because some of those things are better than others. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. That's it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you post non E3 friend play time, and uh, we'll friends. have breakdowns on all of that stuff. While we play with each other, friendly, friendlily, we're gonna friendlily play with each other. We'll talk about it. We'll see you next week. Until next time, Roscoe. Mi amo Roscoe. Mi amo Roscoe.